having a really good day today. <laughs> and I wanted to start off this episode saying that because last week I was having a hard day when I was recording. And I've had a number of, of challenging mental health days in general, I guess. I mean, who doesn't? That's part of life. But maybe I'm just noticing it more. Maybe I'm being more mindful and self-aware. And I think that's actually a great sign when you notice that you're struggling because it shows that you're noticing. It shows that you have your self-awareness. And it also helps you notice when you're not having a hard day. And today, it just feels so delightful. It's unexpected to be full of energy and joy. If you've been listening to episodes recently, I'm on an ongoing quest to figure out what works well for me. And sometimes that feels really challenging. There's so much advice out there. And there's so many different things to try. And there's also so many variables. There are many things that are not even within our control. And so when I have a day like this, it just feels like great celebration. And I'm, my, my I touched my microphone and it went off. Can you, uh, in Beyond Measure, can you hear me? I'm going to turn off my camera for a split second. Is my microphone, this microphone working? Let me know. Okay, good. Okay, I'm going to swipe one more time so I can cut that part out. I wanted to share some details about what's been happening in the last week or so, because it feels like a lot. And I don't know if any of these details have impacted the way I feel today. I'm sure they've influenced it, certainly. But are they the reason that I feel so much better? Or is it just how we fluctuate as human beings? Is it just that we change? And it's completely natural to have those up and and downs. My, My belief system is yes. And everything that I've experienced in the past week or so has not been great. Not everything has been positive. Some things have been really tough. Starting with one of the biggest changes in my life is that I'm at least temporarily pausing my therapy sessions. I've talked a lot about my wonderful therapist. And my therapist has made the decision to switch from the clinic that I was seeing them at to a different one or the center, I don't even know what the term is. They're they're switching locations. And I have the option to go with them to this other center, but that I have to run, figure out my insurance side of it. I don't know if it'll be covered by insurance anymore. There's a lot of factors there. And I'm starting my road trip in a little under a month. For those that don't know, I, I do a annual cross country road trip to go visit my family on the East Coast, to see family all across the country, to see friends to go to a few business related things. And I found out something interesting last year. My therapist in California cannot have virtual sessions with me when I'm traveling unless they're licensed in the places that I'm traveling. And since I visit a huge amount of states in the United States, um, it's really challenging because they'd have to be licensed in every, 
every one of those states if, or whichever state I happen to be in when we have a session. And I think they were a little bit more lenient during the, I forget what the term is, but the, you know, the pandemic period of time where a lot of the rules became more lenient, especially for virtual things. But as of May, 2023, the government, I think it's called the relief program, at least in the United States, they changed things back to essentially pre-pandemic. I, I could be off, but I know that's true for medical related things. So um, essentially I can't have my therapy when I'm traveling. And um, I don't know if that's just to do with my current insurance setup. So anyways, I'm, I'm pausing therapy for a few months and probably switching therapists, at least as a trial run. My therapist was absolutely phenomenal and I would love to continue with them, but there's also part of me that thought this could be a good opportunity to see what's outside of that safe bubble that I've been in with this person. I'm not necessarily looking for something better, but I'm curious about what's different. What more could I learn about myself through the lens of somebody else and their expertise, their knowledge, their perspectives? I think it's an interesting point when you have the opportunity to explore outside your comfort zone and see what else is out there or make the decision to stay and say, I'm satisfied with this. I'm happy with this. I don't need or want it to change. And I'm, I'm, it's a mix of all of it. And I actually got to meet my therapist in person for the first time last week. <laughs> I have really enjoyed virtual sessions, but they said that it might be nice if I go in person and their office happened to be really nearby. And I thought that was such a sweet way to at least pause, potentially end our relationship. And it was so joyous and bittersweet. It's possible I may cry just talking about this because a lot of emotions can, I do feel attached to this person uh, in a very sweet, special way. They have been so loving and caring. They have treated me with so much respect. I felt understood. I've cried in the majority of our sessions together. We started working together, I think it was in July, 2022. So it's been almost a year. And we haven't had sessions every week, but most weeks. So I've probably had 40-ish sessions with this therapist. And I've never had better therapy. And I don't think I've ever felt as like able to go deep and raw and just fully be myself. And, and maybe one of the rare people in my life that I've ever felt that with. I mean, psychological safety is incredibly important to me, but it is challenging to create. It is challenging to feel that way. And that is one of the most special things about somebody who's been trained in psychological safety, whether it's a coach like myself, I, you know, when I'm working with clients, that is the utmost importance to me and I'm still learning. It is a lot to, to practice. And I talked about becoming a certified emotional well-being coach in 2022 and realized through that training program, I still have so much to learn and practice. A psychologist like my therapist is on a whole nother level of training. And I felt that in every session with them. 
and, and they also, as a person, as a human being, aligned well with me, my personality, my needs, everything. So it, I often would start crying. I wouldn't even know where the tears would come from. It was just the emotions pouring out of me, I think, because I felt so much trust and safety there. And it was uncomfortable a lot of times. I, I started to realize how crying felt familiar, but, but yet not in that way. <laughs> I'm not someone that tries to hold back tears, I don't think. But I'm actually pausing as I say that I think I do try to hold back my tears. Even in this moment, I can feel like the tears are there. I can feel a tightness in my chest. I would rather not cry during this recording. It feels like a little bit of a burden. <laughs> um, I feel like it would interrupt my flow. You know, I don't think I need to cry, but I'm a very sensitive human being that I will tend to express my emotions and crying is one of those ways. Anyways, it was uh, just so touching to meet my therapist. They looked a little different than I saw on camera. And that was really cool. Like their height was different. Um, their skin color was different. They had shared with me more about their their race and ethnicity. Like I knew some details, but to see, feel them in person, like they felt much more human than the virtual experience. I realized how, how profoundly different virtual versus in-person can be, especially when you're creating intimacy with somebody, even in a, in a medical sense, in a professional sense, there's so much intimacy between me and this other human being. And to see their office for the first time, uh, it looked different. You know, I, I, I got so used to their background. They had this um, photo hanging up behind them. And when I got into the room, it just like looked like it was in a different place than I imagined it to be, you know? Uh, and I decided to write them a card based on how much they helped me. I went through all of my notes from therapy and summarized the lessons I learned from them and tried to think of a little gift because I just wanted to really show how much of a difference they made in my life. And I brought this little gift and the card and they opened it in front of me and it was just like, oh, it was just so, so lovely. And I thought maybe it would be a lot harder for me. I think I still need to process that pause or that end at least to that period of our, our work together. But I feel that joy I've been describing. I feel like Sometimes it's really helpful to pause with a relationship and step back from it, to look at it from the outside and to integrate the lessons. That's actually something my therapist really emphasized with me is taking time to integrate. So that was a big thing. That was a big shift for me. And a few days after that, I got together with a new friend and we had a really wonderful, from my experience at least, you never really know what the other person's feeling. But with, with this new friend I made a few months ago, I have hung out with them a few times. And it's a very platonic relationship. It, 
they, this person invited me to celebrate their birthday at the beach. And I live in Los Angeles, but about a 30 to 40 minute drive from the beach. I don't go very often. For me, getting in the car and driving that long is a bit draining. And it takes a lot of mental work to get up to, to that point. But because I was invited to celebrate a special day with this new person in my life, it, it felt easier to say yes to. And I'm so glad I said yes. That time at the beach was deeply therapeutic for me in a way I had no idea. This person said they wanted to go swimming with me in the ocean. And I had just bought a new bathing suit that I got um, actually for my upcoming road trip because I'm gonna be spending some time on the water. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, you know, I, I grew up loving the water, but as an adult, I don't spend that much time in the water. I'm fairly certain that the last time I was in water was a year ago in Costa Rica and Singapore right after that. As I, I did a few episodes on those experiences, if you're curious, it was in July, 2022. And I went in the pool at the hotel in Singapore and I spent time in the ocean in Costa Rica. Wonderful. But I don't think I've been in the water since. And that feels a little bit weird. Going to the beach with my friend this weekend was a wake up call in that sense. And I got this new bathing suit because I wanted to have one that was really comfortable to wear for hours. Um, <laughs> I learned this last year in Costa Rica when. Um, the group that I was with and I went to a waterfall as part of an ATV excursion. And I remember thinking that my bathing suit didn't feel that comfortable to wear all day and like riding around on bikes and like hiking and all this. I'm like, I don't want to wear a bathing suit. That sounds awful. The way it like digs into me and the way, you know, and also one, I, I tend to wear one piece bathing suits. I feel a little bit more comfortable in them. And, and I just, you know, when you need to use the bathroom or, you know, it's just a pain. So I actually got this great two-piece bathing suit from a wonderful company, Prana, who makes eco-minded uh, clothing. And I love it. So I got to wear that to the beach and we were there for maybe four hours or so walking around. And it was just so great for all of that. So I can, I can attest to this wonderful bathing suit. I will actually, I'll put a link to the bathing suit if you're curious. I'm, it's a little bit of an older style, but I'll at least link to Prana. Um, you can find them on a variety of different websites, including Amazon. So we went to the beach and sat down and I turned to my friend and said, so do you still want to get in the water? It was probably like 4.30 or 5 p.m. at that point. The sun's still out. But it's it, the temperature is starting to cool down. And we both had this hesitation of going into the ocean because the Pacific Ocean, at least off the coast of California, it can be very cold. But my friend really wanted to go in to celebrate their birthday and also to just be in that therapeutic space of the water. And we both said yes to going in. <laughs> despite worrying and we step in and it's like the type of chill that just makes you feel like your whole body tense up and you're like oh gosh this is 
this is uncomfortable. And then we step in a little bit more and the water's starting to splash up. The waves are coming up on me and I'm, I'm like kind of <laughs> yelping. <laughs> it's the term, you know, like these little, ah, you know, little, little tiny screams of discomfort. Um, and, and yet I really wanted to embrace that. Lately, I've been thinking about the therapeutic benefits of cold water and, and actually considering getting a special inflatable bathtub that you can fill up with ice and do ice baths because they have a lot of great uh, physical and emotional benefits. A lot of people are familiar with um, Wim Hof is his name, who started a big movement around this. and. And that sounds very uncomfortable and yet very appealing. Like taking a cold shower would be really hard. I've tried it and I, I just, I kind of end up chickening out, but immersing myself under cold water sounds like such a great practice mentally. So I was thinking of that as I stepped into the ocean and it actually really helped me embrace the discomfort. And eventually, I got fully in underwater, got my hair wet. And then there was that moment that's so familiar. I've experienced it countless times in life. And yet somehow with pain, you forget this transformation that can happen. You know, when you're in pain, you don't remember what it's like to not be in pain. Even maybe like mentally, you, you know it's possible, but your body is so in that discomfort that it, it's almost in like that panic state. So it still blew my mind when my body got used to the water and my friend and I were in there for maybe like 45 minutes splashing around in the waves, body surfing, you know, doing some swimming, just like playing almost as if we were children. And to have that experience for myself was amazing to move through the pain and the discomfort, to transform into a pleasant experience in which the water suddenly felt warm, to be surrounded by the salt water and all the smells and the colors and the joy of not just my friends, but the other people that were at the beach too. I mean, it was so nourishing. And it also had the extra benefit of bonding with this new person in my life. And I don't know if it was just the ocean, but we spent a few more hours with each other after. And I, I just walked away thinking, wow, like maybe this person is going to become a really good friend of mine. You know, it's been interesting getting to know them and wondering, is this just a little friendship fling <laughs> or is this going to turn into a really deep, long friendship? And I feel like we're going towards the latter. But I'm also not attached to that. I, I thought, what if I could just appreciate that day and see it as it is? That is all that really matters. And what was interesting is I was so present to the day that it wasn't until the very end where we were watching the sunset before each heading to our separate homes. We sat on a little hillside by the beach in Santa Monica and watch the sunset. We, we went and we got, um, I think it's called umeboshi. It's uh, like a, a Japanese dish, kind of like sushi, 
with nori sheets and rice and various um, fillings. I had some with mushrooms and plum. And I think maybe a little soy was in mine. We, we got those from a local restaurant and went and sat on the hillside and, and ate them and watched the sun go down. And it wasn't until that moment about four hours into spending time with my friend that I realized, wow, this is one of those days that I will look back on with so much nostalgia. This is one of those days I'll cherish because it was full of joy and presence. We didn't have any major plan. We just decided to go meet, meet and maybe go into the water. And I didn't know that we were gonna get food together, but my friend suggested it and I leaned into it and everything just unfolded in such an organic, beautiful way. And it was rejuvenating. When I came out of the ocean, I thought, wow, I, I want to say that I needed it, but I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't expecting it, but it, it did something to me. And I started to question, why don't I do this more often? Why don't I spend more time at the water? Why is it so hard to get in the car and drive that far? I don't know, still have to figure that out. So that was an absolute delight. And I spent the next day in a little bit of a challenging um, situation where I brought my dog Evie to the vet. She gets her teeth cleaned. It's really helpful for older dogs to get those cleanings and she's had to have teeth extracted. I, I think actually I've, I've mentioned this. I, I remember doing one podcast episode, I think. Hmm. I think it was, a, I was recording the episode while she was at the vet and then I had to pause to hear from the vet. <laughs> um, I think that was at the end of 2022. And going to the vet with a senior dog can feel challenging for me. She's the first dog that I've had on my own. You know, I grew up with dogs, but she's the only animal that I've had completely on my own. And being over 13 years old, you know, she's in this delicate time of her life. And I took her to this new vet just to see how the appointment would go. And the vet was actually um, a little unclear about their concerns. And it was a bummer for me because they had a tension about them that really scared me. And I don't know if it was them or if it was my dog, but essentially they're concerned about her heart. She's had a heart murmur. Um, and my other vet that I normally take her to has examined it and, and I thought wasn't very concerned. I don't know if things have changed in the past six months or so since our last vet appointment, um, but it's put me in a state of stress and concern. And yet it's also put me in a place of being very present with my dog. I took her home and I was trying to integrate, as I said earlier, trying to really process how I was feeling and the fear that was coming up for me, trying to process 
how I felt about this other vet. It definitely gave me clarity on going back to my main vet. The reason I tried a new vet was motivated by money. Um, I found out about a week or so ago that my main vet has risen their price a second time. Um, their prices have gone up like 30% in the past uh, few years. And it's, they're pricey in general. It's a significant a lot of, amount of money. So I was exploring other options. But how interesting that I explored this other option that didn't feel worth saving money. It wasn't that much cheaper to see this other vet who has left me feeling really stressed. And so now I've made the decision to go back to my other vet next week. And hopefully with that second opinion, um, maybe some bigger testing, just see what the situation is and, and um, go from there. But that's tough to do. It's tough to wait. It's tough to sit with that stress and concern. Um, but I've also been sitting with all the emotions that come up, the fears of the end of my dog's life. You know, I think having an uh, someone that's precious to you, it's hard to think about losing them at all, whether that's the therapist, right, who I feel attached to, and yet, for some reason, I'm okay with with the pause or the end. And I would like to bring that same feeling to my dog, because I know her life will end. I know that she's a senior. I know she's in the time of her life where it really could happen at any point. Um, but I do feel that attachment. And maybe it felt easier with my therapist because it was the end for sure of my time working with them at that particular office. But there was a possibility we could continue. So maybe that's where the comfort is. Whereas with my dog, I don't know how much time we have left together. So there's a lot of unknown. I don't know if the health concerns that this one brought, vet brought up are, are like situational or just a perspective. I don't know. I am going to get some more information, but it's possible even with more information from my main vet that they'll still be unknowns. It's very likely. Even with our own health, our own bodies, there's so much unknown. We have no idea how long our lives will be and how long we'll be healthy and well. And I think that's that's really hard. And it's also similar to friendships. You know, this wonderful time I had with my friend doesn't mean that we'll be friends forever. It's a lot like dating or even marriage, I imagine. I've never been married, but I think many of us like to create these containers of confidence and assuredness. Maybe if we do things in a certain way, we can protect ourselves from pain and loss. But we really have no idea. Pain and loss are a huge part of the human experience. And my therapist helped me recognize that I have a lot of attachments and I do try to control a lot to not experience that. So it's interesting this past week, I've had multiple opportunities to breathe through the good and the challenging, the ease and the challenging, the, the fun and the challenging, you know, like all of, 
all of these experiences that I've had are just kind of bigger metaphors for life. And as I started off with saying, I never know when, what my mood is going to be like. I would love to be able to predict that I'll be happy and full of joy and in a positive state. But as yesterday, as not yesterday, as, as last week, the previous episode, um, which by the way, <laughs> I should mention, I've, I've switched up the cadence of, of the show. So when I refer to last week, I mean, I recorded the episode last week, but um, I think I'm starting to alternate between uh, each week. I'll have a one solo episode, just me, like today's episode. And then the following week will be the guest versus in the past. I had both in the same week. So I'm experimenting with alternating and just doing one episode a week and seeing how that feels. Another big change and decision I've made. So um, I record these episodes live within the Beyond Measure community. It's a private community that's free to join. The details are in the description if you're interested. It's interactive if you ever want to come chat with me and be there in real time. And, and so when I say last week, I mean uh, last week in Beyond Measure when I recorded the episode. Anyways, um, that last week was a rough day for me. And I, I felt like I had no control over it. And that's okay. Through those experiences, I recognize I, I'm not able to control or predict even my, my feelings because as I just shared in this episode, all these things happen. And those three things with my therapist, my friend, and my dog, those are just three experiences within the course of a week. So much else happened. I wrote all these little notes to share. <laughs> um, how I've been doing all different types of work. Uh, I mentioned a few months ago that one of my big clients um, and I ended our relationship, speaking of ends, and I spent the last few months exploring different relationships. I, a few months ago, I had a new client that lasted only a few weeks, and then we had our breakup. I did an episode on that, and um, I have, haven't heard from that client since. I've, they've moved on, I've moved on, and now I'm in exploring new relationships with new clients you know all of that's been happening i am planning my big trip and you know there's just so much happening in my life and i'm sure so much has happened in yours too so it's interesting how at least for me but and what i've noticed about myself and other people is the the desire for things to be the same all the time but how could they possibly be when so much is changing around us? And we don't have control over a lot of changes, but our lives are just gonna have ups and downs and unexpected twists. I didn't expect a wonderful day with my friend. And the next day I didn't expect the new vet to say, hey, you know, there, I have concerns about your dog. You know, <laughs> I don't know what the next vet will say. I don't know if I'll see my friend again. I don't know if I'll see my, my old therapist again, you know, like there's all these unknowns and maybe I can just let them be and move forward and know that my emotions and my reactions, my mood, that's all going to fluctuate much like the ocean. I think um, water has always been a powerful metaphor for the human experience. One of my favorite meditations is based on imagining you're standing in front of a, a river 
or the ocean, either one, but the river I think was used when I was taught this, how the water is moving. And yes, water as a body, as a concept is right in front of us, almost like it's unchanged. If we watch it, it's constantly changing and moving. If we were to put a stick into the water, it would rush away with the speed of the water and we may never see that stick again. But we'll definitely not see the same water again. It's just moving and moving and moving. And that is life. And yet, I think a lot of us are encouraged to cling and hope for things to stay the same, but they just can't. As much as I would love my dog to live forever, as much as I love her deeply and don't want anything to happen to her, that's life. I don't want anything to happen to myself. I don't want anything to happen to you. I don't know why change feels hard for me. Gets me a bit choked up. But I would love to become more at peace. Maybe even just accepting that hardship. Maybe saying it's okay for these things to feel hard. The acceptance is, is what I'm constantly aiming for. Accepting the good and the bad, the ups and the downs, the good days, the challenging days, and looking over at my dog right now who's with me in this moment, that present feeling, I would say, has been another big takeaway. I don't know how much longer I'll have with my dog. She could live another five years. Fingers crossed. Some dogs live till they're twenty. Um, I would love. I would love to have another six plus years with my dog, but I don't know if I will get that. So what I can do is be so present and see her off the side of my camera and notice how she's licking her paws and notice the color of her fur and go over and snuggle with her when I stop this recording and just take it in and just be in that moment just like i was in that moment in the ocean in that moment with my friend and in the moment with my wonderful therapist who i already miss ah oh, big things <laughs> this episode was a lot bigger and more emotional than i expected thank you for listening i'm now going to check in with those who are watching live I try to do this at the end of every episode and beyond measure. This is why I record live. So it's not just me talking to you, but you get to talk back and share. And I look forward to that and those that want to have those conversations. So if you're listening and you want to have conversations, if you want to share, I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email or you can come over and join Beyond Measure and we can direct message in there. You can come join live recordings like this. We do group activities. I offer my group coaching in there too. And I think my therapist has inspired me because while I don't think I will become a psychologist, it's, it's a seemingly for me at this stage of my life, a huge undertaking. But being a coach has a lot of similarities. And if I could make an impact on someone's life the way my therapist has made an impact on mine, that would be so rewarding. And it's inspired me to lean more into coaching. 
So as I mentioned, I, I do, I think I mentioned it. Gosh, sometimes I lose track of this, but I'm pretty sure I mentioned this earlier <laughs> that I offer group coaching and beyond measure and um, also do one-on-one -on -one coaching. But I like starting in Beyond Measure. So it's a good starting point if you're curious um, from an episode like this. If you want to get to know me and share more about yourself, come join. Then you have the option of jo joining the group coaching. And then from there, we can always explore one-on-one -on -one coaching if that appeals. And I can see if I can benefit your life the way that my therapist has benefited mine. But those are pretty big shoes to fill. So <laughs> no promises. but. Uh, that's what I think about. One of my takeaways is not just how he's impacted me, but he's inspired me to impact others in bigger ways. So with all that said, I'll wrap up today's episode. Stay tuned um, for the next one, which will be a guest episode of some incredible people, including someone I can't even believe is coming on my show. I won't tell you who they are yet because I haven't recorded with them yet. And try not to get attached, but the author of a book that impacted me profoundly somehow found my show and wanted to come on it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yes. When they emailed, I was like, of course, please come on the show. So that person plus many others, just like I, I'm I'm constantly blown away by by the people that guest on the show. So stay tuned for that. And check out the description below if you want to check out Beyond Measure. The link is there. There's also a link to the bathing suit I mentioned. <laughs> and these other like random things I mentioned. Um, those are, are linked there for you right there in your podcast player to make it really easy. And you can always find more details such as my email address at wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back with the next episode next week. Bye for now.